This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Very early yesterday morning at about 12.15 a.m., the Annapolis City Police Department responded to the 1100 block of Frederick Douglass Street in the Eastport Terrace community in Eastport in Annapolis for the report of gunshots. When they arrived, they found that there was a 16-year-old with a gunshot wound to the abdomen, and he was flown to the R. Adams Cowley Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore by Maryland State Police helicopter. At the hospital, he subsequently died from his injuries. And the police have been very scant on details. The only statement they have put out says... On July 1st at 12.14 a.m., we received a call reporting shots fired in the Harbor House community. During the investigation, a juvenile victim was located and flown to a local trauma center. The victim later succumbed to their injuries. There is no further information at this time. This latest murder comes on the heels of a gun safety summit held by the mayor and other elected officials on the 28th and also on the eve of a special election in that very ward. In a statement released to the media yesterday, Mayor Gavin Buckley said, Just days after the gun summit, I am disappointed in another senseless loss of life. The city, including Annapolis Police Department, continues to work towards safety and security of the people who live in the city of Annapolis. We are putting city resources into finding the shooting death of a teenager early Saturday morning. Police are actively investigating and have promising leads, but look to the public for cooperation. Police do not believe there is a threat to the general public at this time. Maryland State Police have said that Stuart Johnson of Baltimore was struck while changing a tire on a bus on northbound 295 north of the Maryland 100 interchange at about 6.30 p.m. on Sunday. He did work for a roadside assistance company. He was struck by a Lexus that drove away from the scene of the accident, and a witness followed that car, keeping the police involved as they were following it. The Lexus ultimately became disabled on northbound 295 at I-195, and the driver who police identified as a 23-year-old Brittany Walton of Hanover, ran off from the car into the woods. She was apprehended in the woods, taken to the Glen Burnie Barracks for questioning, and police ultimately arrested her when they found that she had outstanding warrants for fourth-degree burglary and animal cruelty. No charges have been filed in the accident just yet. It is being sent to the state's attorney's office for review. It is a good time to remind everybody that Maryland does have a move-over law. If you do see a fire truck, an ambulance, a tow truck, or any type of maintenance truck on the side of the road, you are required to either slow down to a safe speed or move over and get out of the way. Now, I do want to follow up on a bunch of other stories that we have reported on in the past that have some closure. As we told you yesterday, a 39-year-old Annapolis woman was found in the Spa Creek after a kayaking accident. She has been identified as Stephanie Hancock of Annapolis, and she was a special agent with the U.S. Secret Service. She had been with the agency since 2007 and serving on the presidential protection detail. In addition to Hancock, three others had lost their lives in Anne Arundel County waters this weekend as well. Mark Vitok and Tevin Calhoun were found dead in Stony Creek after crabbing. And another man down in Edgewater had walked off the end of the pier off of Cars War Road. I'm not sure what the situation is with PFDs or personal flotation devices, but boy, if you're in the water, you never know what can happen. Please make sure you wear your personal flotation device. 
Back in July of 2018, we talked about a DNA company called Parabon Nanolabs, which was able to get a composite sketch and a suspect for Anne Arundel County Police in an eight-year-old murder. Yesterday, Fred Lee Frampton, 33, of Glen Burnie, entered a plea of guilty to one count of first-degree murder of Michael Temple. This all stems back to February of 2010 when Anne Arundel County Police Department were investigating a home invasion and robbery and shooting in Odenton on Williamsburg Lane. The victim was identified as Michael Anthony Temple. Five years later, he died due to complications of that shooting. Now, it was just not an assault. It became a murder investigation for Anne Arundel County Police. In December of 2015, Parabon Nano Labs gave them a composite sketch that they had developed detailing what the suspect might look like. On July of 2018, utilizing public genealogy databases, they were able to share ancestry lines. And then just a few months later, with more DNA added to the database, Parabon said that they had a name for the suspect. Armed with the name of the suspect in October of 18, police followed Frampton to a 7-Eleven in Crofton and watched him discard a coffee cup and throw a cigarette butt into the parking lot. They retrieved it, they tested it for DNA, and it did match the DNA that was found on a knife recovered at the crime scene. On November of 18, Frampton was arrested, and right now he is facing a life sentence with a sentencing date set for September 19th. This DNA stuff is proving to be very, very cool. Yesterday, we reported about a scuffle up at the Sperna Park Library when two people accosted a board member during the Drag Queen story time. Now, we've learned that a Millersville man has been charged with assault and banned from county libraries. Scott Thomas Miller, 28, was charged with disorderly conduct, disturbing the peace, and second-degree assault after he shoved Ron Sapp, who was an Anne Arundel County Public Library board member. Sapp did say he plans to press additional charges. Anne Arundel County Library spokesperson Christine Feldman said that there were about 30 protesters outside that prayed and carried signs and talked peacefully outside of the library. The Drag Queen Storytime had two sessions, 1 p.m. and 3. It brought about 300 parents and toddlers to the event. During the second session, the two protesters walked in and began to shout at the performer, and the scuffle ensued. Feldman did say that Miller and the other man who was not arrested are banned from the Anne Arundel County Public Libraries for a year, and at their next board meeting, the board is going to consider banning the two for life. As for Miller, he was released on his own recognizance with no bond. All right, we do have an election going on today. The polls do open actually just right about now, if you're listening to this first thing. They are open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Ward 6. They are going to be at the Eastport Community Center. This is only for voters in Ward 6. And a lot of people have asked my prediction, and I got pretty specific on this one, and here I'll give it to you now. I think George Gallagher will come out to be the victor. He is the Republican candidate. And here's my reasoning. There's about a 70-30% split between Democrats and Republicans, with the Democrats having the 70%. There are 1,800 eligible voters. I predict there's going to be about a 15% voter turnout. That'll give me about 270 people that will vote in the election. I do believe that the Republican turnout will be a little bit higher than the Democrats, figure probably about 18%. The Democrats will be a little bit lower than the Republicans at about 12%. Both of those might be a little bit higher. Figure about a 14% turnout for Dems. There's going to be 168 votes cast. With an 18% turnout for the Republicans, there will be 108 votes cast. All votes will generally be cast along the party lines. However, the Dems will split the vote with Dewan Gay as the write-in. If Gay gets 61 or more votes, he loses the election for the Democrats. My guess is that it will be a majority to Yanis Kakiani, probably 60-40 due to being on the ballot as not a write-in candidate, and the name recognition he got from the primary. 
That would give Giannis 101 votes, Gay with 67. Neither of them will beat the 108 that Gallagher might have. I say Gallagher wins that election by seven votes. And for those that say your vote doesn't matter, it does. And we'll see what happens in a couple days on that. Hey, a quick programming note. We have made the decision that we are going to be state employees on Friday, July 5th and take the day off and to take advantage of a super long weekend. We are also going to be taking off the 4th as well. So you want to look for the Annapolis Makerspace Maker Minutes and the Friday Roundup of Things to Do on Wednesday. It will be a little bit longer than usual for the DNB. And also, coming up on Saturday, I want to remind you about our Legacy Business Spotlight series. Up this week, it is the Annapolis Marine Art, and you have ever walked down Dock Street, I can guarantee you have peeked into their windows, and now we peek a little bit deeper. So make sure you check that out, along with all the other ones we do. A new episode releases every Saturday at noon. All right, that is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day for all your news because we do update it throughout the day. You want to hang tight? We've got George Young with your local DMV weather forecast, and he is coming up in just one minute. You know, two or three years ago, most people had never even heard of a podcast. Now suddenly, there's so many of them that you trip over them while going out to get the paper every morning. So we get it. You have a lot of choices. So here's one to put at the top of your listening queue. The Maryland Crabs Podcast. Hosted by me, Tim Hamilton, and my partner in podcasting, John Fernay. The Maryland Crabs is a bi-weekly podcast that covers everything Maryland, from politics to business to local issues. In addition to regular episodes, we offer regular crab cakes, which are shorter episodes that are light on filler and just as as tasty as regular episodes. You never know who's going to show up as a guest. We've had a wide variety of people in the hot seat over the past few years that run the gambit, all the way from Governor Hogan to local business owners who are ticked off about something or another. We keep it lively, we keep it fresh, and we keep it interesting. Well, mostly. But still, if you're looking for a local podcast with a local angle, then you're going to want to tune in to the Maryland Crabs. Visit us at themarylandcrabs.com or, better yet, subscribe via your favorite podcatcher so you don't miss a single episode. The Maryland Crabs Podcast. Just listen. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMD Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, July 2nd. Yesterday was a very nice start to July with temps in the 80s and no thunderstorms, but conditions will shift back to the proverbial dog days of summer starting today, and they'll likely stay there for at least the next five to seven days as we start to move into the heart of the summer season. Look for temps today through the weekend to be in the 90 to 97 degree range with heat index values each day of 95 to 105 degrees, along with a daily threat of PM thunderstorms. So plan accordingly, stay hydrated and be safe out there as conditions settle into a prolonged period of being dangerously hot. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. Be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmdweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. There is a diamond of diamonds. It's from De Beers. Only 14 diamond tears in the world can touch them. Its name, Forevermark. And Zachary's is the only jeweler in the Annapolis area that has it. Not only is it beautiful and rare, it has a story, supporting women in diamond-producing areas around the world. So when you give a Forevermark diamond, you don't just give, you give back. Zachary's and Forevermark, a jeweler and a jewel. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. 
and also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.